Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. That's right, the new DC film, uh, The Last of an Era, if you will, hopefully. Uh, well, spoilers, I guess. Uh, but anyway, we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hey, everyone, this is Dylan. And I'm Michael. Yeah, uh, we'll be talking about Aquaman 2, as it is affectionately known, um, yeah. which we saw uh, this past week. And we will be uh, reviewing it with full spoilers. So warning, we will be spoiling this, but we won't be getting to that point till about 30 minutes into segment until we get to segment three. Uh, and also, sorry, we missed last week. It was just a crazy uh, circumstances with the holidays and recording schedules. And the only day we could record, I had fully lost my voice. I could not speak. So uh, there but you we're go. Back. But we're back. We're back. I don't even know if we missed a review or not, but no, we did. Oh. I did end up not even seeing Wonka, but uh, anyway. You, but anyway. you're here for the. I, I'm for here for the. Man. I'm here for the good one, or for the for yeah. the for the exciting one, I should say. Exactly. Um, anyway, Dylan, what you got for news this week? Okay, so it's always like a little bit light on the the holiday yes. week, you know. So I don't have too much, but there's some good ones here. Um, there was a big. I don't know if you heard about this. Uh, there's a big insomniac hack with. Oh like, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, studio. We've been talking about that at work. Yeah, and we got a lot of details on kind of like what their roadmap is, and uh, I kind of just consolidated some of the Wolverine details because it's the most yeah. relevant to the podcast. And for those who don't know, this is the company that makes the, the Spider-Man games, right? Yes. Um, and they, they've had a Wolverine one that they've been promising for the past couple of years. And the last um, Wolverine game was very good. That's right, yeah. People don't remember, but I've seen the cutscenes. It looked good. <laughs> oh, you haven't played it? Um, no, I haven't played it myself. Okay. But I haven't even thought about it. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, so yeah, I mean, Wolverine Origins for whenever that movie came out forever ago. Um, I was working at GameStop at the time and the movie got delayed a year and the game was ready. So they had a year to polish it. And the game ended up being like super rad, very violent. Exactly what you want out of a, want out of a Wolverine game. So but what, what do we get about this new one? If only they could all have more time. So right. um they got 1.67 terabytes or 1.3 million files uh, that wow. were released by some ransomware group called Rushida. Um, okay. I guess they gave them some demands and then they weren't met, so they released all the files. Um, so they're like on Twitter and everything. Um, uh, some of the key ones were that Wolverine is the first of a trilogy of X-Men games mm. and that the next one's planning on coming out 2020, 2030, I think they said. <laughs> Okay. So it's a little bit All away. Right. I mean, um, like, I mean, I guess to be fair, you do have to plan like that with in that industry, right? Because like they, they yeah. take so long to develop. Exactly. Um, and the other one was that they think Wolverine is actually coming out in 2026, so like later than expected. They just haven't like told anyone, which wow. is kind of annoying to me. I hate when they don't. I don't know that sometimes the motto in gaming seems to be like over promise and under deliver for some reason i don't know why it has but... been it has become that in the past like 10 years or so like in the age of i can fix it with a patch or you know day one day one patch dlc season yeah. pass i mean not to sound like a you know grognard old old man but like grognard sorry is a term of <laughs> someone who eschews new technology okay um it's an old pc term anyway um but yeah, like not to sound like a grognard about it, but like in this day and age of day one patches, season passes, DLC, there is a lot less, um, to, I think, a lot less incentive for them to ship a complete, finished, workable product when you can just 
as long as it will boot up and kind of play, we can address all the issues later. And, yeah. And also of um, obfuscating information like they won't like there's no just tell me the game's coming out or is delayed. Like, why yeah. are we waiting on this? Like, why are we? It seems they just want to build the hype dream forever, hype, hype train forever and be like, it's coming just for years, you know, kind of crazy. Um, yeah. But we got a lot of a look at a lot of the third person action. Uh, you could, there's like a Wolverine senses uh, like mechanic that you can use. Um, it appears that Jean Grey is playable in the vein of like uh, Mary Jane being playable in oh, Spider-Man. We're cool. not sure, they don't know how exactly, but there's Jean Grey gameplay within the Wolverine game. I'm not sure how that works exactly. Okay. But they said it takes place before the X-Men have formed. So I'm like very confused. They, they're obviously taking a lot of liberties with the stories, but which I think is fine. It's a different, you know, different medium. I don't know. Um, there's villains like Sabretooth, Lady Deathstrike, Mystique, Mr. Sinister, others. Um, and then there's like a couple Venom games coming out too that they're oh. they're working on, something like uh, that. So mm, a it's couple just a of lot. Venom games. I feel bad for them. That kind of sucks that all their stuff got leaked. Was, you know? Do we know like why this happened? Like why why were they targeted? They just wanted money. Okay, it's like a the, ransom. The ransomware group, yeah, they're just they asked for money and then Insomniac didn't give it to them, so they published all of it. Yeah, the <laughs> the footage, if you see it, looks very like PlayStation One. It's well, like yeah, it's going to be. Well, yeah. yeah, it's pre-alpha. Like this, exactly. this isn't wasn't meant for anybody to see. Yeah, so I wouldn't judge it based on that. If you do come across, of course. It, but... I mean, the way these games get made is they make them as quick as possible, and then you go back and you you know. It's like a it's like a sketch becoming a full art page, you know, a full yeah. colored art page. That makes sense. You know. All right. Uh, next one. We got some more X-Men news. Um, we got some MCU movie rumors from uh Daniel Richman. He's from he was from he worked at one of the major trades and then he, he went a scooper. Off and did his own. Yeah, and then he went off and did his own thing. I think he does it like via Patreon or something. I don't know. Okay. Um, but apparently Feige is currently hearing pitches from creatives for X-Men. I guess they're based hearing on their pitches. movies, you know? Okay. Yeah, but that they want to focus on the female characters and that they want Mr. Sinister to be a villain in the first one and that they don't want Magneto to be the main okay. villain. Okay. Which I'm kind of in favor with. I feel like we've done Magneto a lot with the other movies. Like, I think I've talked about this a bit on the show, but the more distinction, the better from the Foxmen. Yeah. So... We don't need the Charles Magneto dynamic, at least in the first movie. You know, we could have some kind of like but we've we've had it, own. right? We've we've had it. Um, if if y'all remember, John Hamm was supposed to be Mister Sinister. They were supposed to set him up at the end of the New Mutants movie, That's right? But they cut it out because there was nothing to set up. So I think they should have done it anyway. It would have been funny. Um, <laughs> definitely. Um, and I think as for there's been like obviously the big takeaway from this, Michael has been focusing on the female characters, but. I think people are like blowing it out of proportion. I don't think that means that it's going to be like the Marvels. I think it just means that like they're not going to sideline them like crazy like they did with the first movies, you know? Like, I, I really hate that we have Jubilee to... and all of them like had nothing to do with those movies. So I think they're going to just let them be equal to everyone I, else. I hate that we have to like, no, 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 no. We're not saying it's going to be all girls. Don't worry. I hate that. that and like, if it was, that's... that'd be fine too. Of, of course. Of course it would. Because the Marvels was really fun, and I think Marvel's best female characters are X Men characters. So I agree. There's so much like un, like there's so much they haven't done yet. So right. Either Absolutely. way, there's a lot to look forward to. That is true. 
Um, okay, speaking of X-Men, we also are getting a comic book reboot. Marvel teased last week's within the within the books that um it's it was just like an X-Men logo and it said X-Men from the Ashes, July 2024. And it says uh following the end of the Kirk Cohen era, new Marvel X-Men ongoing titles will launch in 2024. So Okay. There's not a lot to like pick at other than like from the ashes. I'm hoping it's not a Phoenix thing because I'm tired of that. Right. Um, We've had that story. And the classic logo makes me think they're, it's going to be like a little bit of return to, to norm, but I'm not sure. Uh, But they do have X-Men 97 coming out next year. So I think they're like trying to have some synergy there, like a little bit more straightforward X-Men. That would make sense. Cause I do think like X-Men has been like kind of inaccessible for a little while like quality aside like they're, they're putting yeah. out good books but like it's hard to just pick up an x-men comic right now and True. as it was during the when during the hickman era too like as cool as i loved house of x and powers of 10 and all the stuff that came out of it but like it's it's a lot you have to read all of it you have to i don't know yeah i think it was they could definitely make do do something to make it more accessible Agreed. I think this will be a good time to get point for people. And as far as like the Krakoan era, it's just sad that the, I don't know, Hickman left in the middle of it. You know, I think it would have been right. better if I'm not sure if he wanted it to go on longer beyond him or if they did. But either way, I think it would have been better if he was able to bookend it with his own mini or whatever, you know, to wrap it up. Yeah. So I feel like it's kind of been spinning its wheels since he left, but like 10 of swords or something inferno around that time. And then he, and then he left and now it's just kind of like been ending for a long time. Right. Yeah. Like fall events is happening now. Right. They've been wrapping it up for a real long time. Uh Uh-huh. It's like a really long outro and a song. You're like, all right, like, okay, we're still, okay. We're we're still here. We're we're here. Okay, cool. (laughs) Okay. Extended um, outro. Exactly. Uh, This next one is like, I guess MCU news again. Uh, we've mainly, I think, largely stayed away from all the Jonathan Majors Kang stuff. Yeah, I mean, we've we've talked very lightly about it. Yeah, at least from the business standpoint, you know. Right. Um, but this one, uh, I'm sure everyone saw the news. He was convicted, and then uh, the part we're talking about is that the Hollywood Reporter confirmed that Disney and Marvel Studios had fired him. Um, they never gave a statement as to why, but it came out the same day, so it's pretty clear. I mean, they had that um, statement locked and ready to go like yeah it came out like moments later so um i think everyone knew um after he was found guilty but yeah i think now like the question is now that everything's done is like what do they do from here which i think we've pondered a little bit but a little bit i mean i think i it's hard to say at this point um they have recast people before not for this reason i mean they recast what war machine right um yeah um, I'm sure I'm forgetting another one that has been recast, but they've recast people. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's the end of the world if they were to, because they built a lot onto Kang. Like Kang was supposed to be like a big deal. Going yeah. Forward. The, the next Avengers movie is called Kang dynasty at this point. So, right. Um, I don't know. I'm team recast. I think they should, if that's creatively what they had going, it might be like really, obvious and forced if they just like pivot really quickly you know right like um actually yeah without the the x-men universe reason (laughs) yeah Yeah. they're early um so (laughs) right 
I don't know. We'll I see think recast is probably the way to go, but I mean, I guess time will tell. I think both could be true. Like you could scale back the role and recast and like wrap it up in some kind of organic way and move on a little bit quicker, maybe than you were planning on. You know? Yeah. Um. Okay. Last one. I'll talk about uh some box office news. Oh, okay. Um, for Aquaman two, we're jumping to Aquaman already. Great. It had a twenty seven point six million opening weekend. Mm. Um, which by comparison, I think the Marvels was like forty something. You know, and, and the Marvels um, was not even like that big of a. No, it Marvels well, was not yeah. considered to be a big hit. It's one of DC's all time worst. Uh, but it is ahead of. I mean, there's a big asterisk, but beside these, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four and Suicide Squad, which opened in the middle of the pandemic and released same day on on HBO. Right. So those aren't really fair to compare it to, but it did open bigger than Blue Beetle as well. But I think at that point, by the time Blue Beetle came out, people had lost all faith in the DC movies a bit. Yeah. Um, it's too bad because Blue Beetle was actually decent. Yeah, it's not fair. Um, it's like the Marvels, you know, like sometimes there's good ones and they're just like collateral damage from the the clunkers, yeah. you know. But why do you mm-hmm. think it why do you think it is this is like it mirrors the Marvels a lot because it's also a sequel to a hugely successful billion dollar movie flopping. So like, well, I think it's, it's different reasons. Now. For we, I think we know why the Marvels didn't do well. I mean, I mean, part of it, I think, part of it, part of it. Like, there is definitely superhero fatigue. Uh, it's not yeah. as exciting as it used to be. The Marvels had the the extra layer of um, being an all female lead uh, led movie, and that um, is a turnoff for a subset of people. Um, I don't. This didn't suffer from that, but this did suffer from looking bad. Uh, yeah so i mean it's it's superhero fatigue and it doesn't look good and it's like the fourth dc movie this year uh so it's like following three ones that weren't received that well and especially if you're right if you're plugged in to all the news and whatnot you know that this is the end of the you know right previous stuff right so like it's got a lot going against it not not uh, not not uh aside from the content of the film which also has a lot going against it but like it has a lot of external factors as well true so Very interesting yeah that's all the that's all the news i got all right well now let's hear about that live sale i bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. central Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com slash live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. And before we get to my news, we are going to talk about our picks of the week. And I'm picking a comic, a facsimile of Wolverine number one, the first ever Wolverine solo series, which is if you've never bought a facsimile before, what they are, they're um, one-to-one reprints of the original. So it is as if you are reading the original with the original ads and the original typos or whatever. The only thing really different would be the barcode and the price on the front. 
and the copyright information. But other than that, it is like a nice like simulation of reading a vintage comic without having to spend the vintage comic price. Yeah, I like those. Those are cool. There's one for Teen Titans this week also. Yes. Um, mine is the next uh Energon Universe <laughs> entry and the uh for like Energon. Image has been doing that, like um Void Rivals and Transformers, and now they're doing a you know G.I. Joe era one with Duke number one. Um Okay. These these have all been solid so far. And this one's really this one's written by Josh Williamson, who I really like. So um I think this will probably be like another solid entry there too. But nice. I think people people have been waiting for a, a real American hero uh entry into this universe, you know. Yes. So this one should be should be pretty hot. I think it's the one to pick up. I mean, week. Transformers is like the hottest thing out right now to me. Like it's the most like exciting thing in comics. Everybody seems to be talking about it. So Yeah, agreed. All right, moving on to my news. Uh, I don't have a ton this week, as Dylan said earlier in segment one. Uh, it's a pretty light week. Uh, the week of uh, Christmas and New Year's, it's usually pretty light. Um, but here we are. We have some release date changes, Dylan. We all love those. Yay. Um, so it has been previously announced that Jordan Peele's fourth film is coming out December 2020, uh, Christmas Day 2024. Well, Universal has vacated that date. And is, or oh. has has removed uh, Jordan Peele's fourth movie from the the current slate. I'm sure to reannounce it next week or two weeks from now with a new date or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know what that means. Although Robert Eggers' Nosferatu remake has slid into that date, uh, so that is now slated for Christmas Day of <laughs> next year, which is a perfect Christmas movie. Honestly, yeah. I am super excited for that. Um, what do you think, Dylan? Does this mean that we're going to get um, Jordan Peele for sooner or later? What would you guess? Later, probably because of the strike. So I would say, and they're not going to dump it in the early part of the year. So like right. maybe spring or summer of the following year, 2025. Yeah, that's what people are, are um, suspecting that it's has to do with the strike. Um, and there is no, nobody really knows. So we'll keep you up to date as this, uh, as it develops, but. Either way, we're going to go see it. It doesn't matter when it comes out. Um, we got some stuff on Deadline um, about some about a new um, game studio. Okay. And oh, not, not not I'm sorry, not a new game studio. A um, a um, excuse me. How, yeah, how do you say? It? I guess it is a game developer. Um, so it's a it's a fund, which is like a like a there. It's a Chinese firm who is investing in developing video games. So like, it's not like a game development studio, but it's a group paying for games to be made. Okay. Um, but so deadline details, the fund combines Peter Lowe's, uh, star, uh, stars collective Chinese firm, uh, Hana investments and starlight media. The idea is to invest in verticals, including film, TV, comics, games, collectibles, and consumer goods, AI and tech over the next three year period. So everything, uh, basically, but, okay. um, to me, there, there's a bunch of things that came out of it. Like there's a, uh, so, several games involving uh, Sam Raimi and James Wan, which is interesting. Oh. But what's interesting to me is you might remember we talked about this several times over the past couple of years. Um, James Wan's Call of Cthulhu. James Wan has wanted to direct a Call of Cthulhu movie for years. He's been talking about it for a long time. Right. Um, but this, they announced four games, and one of them is an adaptation of James Wan's The Call of Cthulhu. Which is not has not been announced to be filming or progressing. The last news on it was seven months ago when James Wan was talking about how he was still working on it. 
So interesting. But what that says to me is this has to be happening if if they're if they're paying for a game. So yeah, a film adaptation of the classic Lovecraft Lovecraft story has been uh, a dream project for one, according to this. And th but this is does not. There's no confirmation yet of of this. You know, there's other of this movie other than that. There's a game coming out with James Wan's Call of Cthulhu attached to it. So is his game is his thing uh, is his project shifting over to become a video game? Probably not. That doesn't seem like a James Wan call. Um, that's exciting. Yeah, I'm I'm very hopeful because I think um, I think Call of Cthulhu definitely could be a really good uh, standalone horror film because it's done. It's been done uh, twice. They've been they've made two Call of Cthulhu films. Um, I mean, never theatrically. They're all fan films um oh okay there's one that's really really good that was made by the hp lovecraft historical society which is a silent movie because the movie takes place in the 20s and so they made it as a black and white silent movie which was really good and effective but i think you could really get a lot out of it i there's a, there's a, the, the cthulhu story is the, the, that call of cthulhu story is super interesting but anyway i guess we'll uh we'll keep our ears to the ground on that one um couple more here um ryan coogler is uh reportedly uh plotting to return uh to bring back the x-files so oh, interesting. it's been five years since x-files wrapped uh it's two revival seasons which i think we're just kind of lukewarm uh in terms of popularity but um chris carter the creator and fr the franchise creator and i presumed showrunner um said that uh Disney is developing a new version of the X-Files that would be, that would be produced by by uh, Ryan Coogler, who is the director of Black Panther and Creed, if you don't already know that. Which is super exciting, because um, I really do like the X-Files. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff you can do with that. Uh, if you if you're not familiar with the X-Files, uh, it's a you know a group of government agents investigating aliens and conspiracies and whatnot, and the original series came out in the nineties and was very um, subversive at the time and very well respected. And I know it, the newer one wasn't, wasn't so much, but I think you really could get a lot out of the X-Files, especially if you have some new people in charge of it. Were you ever an X-Files fan, Dylan? Not really. No, I kind of missed a boat on that. But... Okay. Yeah. It predates you a little bit in case it came out in like the mid nineties. So, but what's a reboot? Yeah, me too. I'm super excited. Um, we got an announcement of, Shudder is acquiring a documentary called Dario Argento Panico, which is a uh, documentary on Dario Argento, the giallo filmmaker. Um, it is, quote, an insightful journey through the life and legacy of the legendary Italian filmmaker, revealing his profound impact on horror and the lasting influence on cinema. It was in the secluded ambiance of hotel rooms that Argento crafted his greatest masterpiece, his greatest cinematic creations. Uh, seeking solace from the outside world to delve into his nightmares. Now he finds himself in a hotel room to return to the very setting that ignited his creative fervor to conclude his latest script and participate in an intimate interview, all while being followed by a film crew documenting his life for a movie about his illustrious career. Um, it debuted at uh, a film fest at Venice Film Festival um, sometime this year, but it will be on Shutter on February 2nd of this, of, of this upcoming year, which I'm very excited about because I'm a big Argento fan. So, That's cool. Yeah, I'm super excited about that. Um, we'll keep you updated on that uh, if it's any good. And the last one, um, the last bit of news here is tying into something we've talked about uh, relatively recently. So the Scream 7 is continuing to fall apart. 
Um, Christopher uh, Christopher Landon has formally exited the film. Um, so a couple weeks ago, Melissa Barrera was let go for um, reasons uh, that you can Google and get into if you want to. Um, uh, also, Jenna Ortega left due to scheduling conflicts, quote unquote. And Christopher Landon announced via Twitter uh, that he formally exited the project weeks ago, uh, saying, quote, I guess now is as good a time as any to announce I formally exited Scream 7 weeks ago. This will disappoint many and delight others. It was a dream job that turned into a nightmare. My heart did break for everyone involved, everyone, but it's time to move on. I have nothing more to add to the conversation other than I hope Wes's legacy thrives and lifts above the din of a divided world. What he and Kevin created is something amazing, and I was honored to even have the briefest moment basking in their glow. This movie's done, right? That sucks. I this didn't movie's... need to cancel it. <laughs> movie's cooked. Absolutely. Just sell it, move on. I would go see it at this point. Yeah, I don't think I could, right? Like, that. I would feel wrong about it. They need to sell it. Give it to a new studio. Sell it to Blumhouse. We talked about this last week or two weeks yeah. ago. But yeah, this need to get rid of it. But I mean, this this isn't surprising, I suppose. Um, that movie I, probably wouldn't work really good with Christopher Landon, though. So of course, I wonder what's going to happen. Do you think they'll sell it, or will they like refuse to admit defeat and just soldier on? Are studio are studios in a place where they can do that? I think this they might give it like a couple years, but I think they're just going to soldier on and. Maybe it will work because people forget things really quickly, you know? They really do. But anyway, that's all I've got. So uh, let's hear about those tabletop events. Now it's time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of July. All exact dates and formats can be found on our Discord server. Kicking it off with Keyforge. We run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7 p.m. till around 9 Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. We also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee, however we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and sign-ups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at our Katy and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back, and we are going to talk about Aquaman 2, or Aquaman the Lost Kingdom, whatever you want to call it. Um, Final spoiler warning, we will be spoiling this film. If you care about spoilers or story elements for this or any preceding DC movie, uh, click off now. Go away. Uh, Go watch it. Don't. Don't. Go watch it. But, you know, whatever. Uh, There you go. Final spoiler warning. You've been warned. Okay. So, Dylan. Uh, we always yes. talk about our hype levels going into the movies. How how hyped were you for Aquaman 2? Not at all, unfortunately. I would have I was, liked to have been hyped. Dylan, I I was actively dreading it. I did not I really did not want to go. I was not looking forward to it at all. I didn't even I was I was going by myself. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't even going with homies that I can rip on it with. I was going yeah. alone. And it was like, oh boy. I went with Hyde and like a little group of people. And so at least that helped, you know, I was like, yeah. at least I get to see some people, but 
the movie itself I was dreading a little bit, mainly because I had seen early reactions. The negative reaction, and uh, I don't know. There was some kind of like, I don't know. The right, like you could, you I could tell a little bit from the way they were promoting it. Like Bedrock does movie promotions all the time, um, right? Because we're we're quote influencers. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, are we? Um, yeah, that's um, cool. And they didn't even give us a her. pre-screening for this. They gave us one for Dallas because they didn't want to like pay for one for Houston. They have to basically pay the theater to rent it out when they do these screenings. Oh wow. So I guess their budget didn't allow them to. And that's the first time <laughs> in forever that we haven't had a screening for a movie like this. So yeah, no they kidding. Just, they just gave us inflatable tritons. Um, I saw the so. tritons. Those oh, look cool, okay. actually. That's a, that's a cool promo item. Okay, so we made them look cool, but they were like very limp. Like, I don't okay. know how you get them to be. You need some kind of machine to make them like, like just, just holding it to stay to be rigid. Know? Yeah. Yeah. But That's they were they were they were at least better than like the posters that Marvel does and stuff. But okay, but yeah. Long story short, I could tell maybe something was a little off because they didn't want people to see it. Sure. Mm. Okay. Um. So either way, there we are. Not looking forward to seeing Aquaman two. Um. I saw it at um in a regular theater for me just based on I had to pivot and pick a new time, so I saw it at the Fountain Lo, the Fountain AMC. I say Lowe's. It used to be Lowe's. Um. And I do like that theater, so that was that was a plus. Okay. Um, did you did you see? I saw it in Dolby. What'd you see? Just regular, regular. Wow, disrespect. I mean, it was it was a big screen, but it was like it was regular. I don't want to pay for it. Sure. Uh, well, I, I mean, have to pay I have for AMC. premium upgrades. Right. Mm. Okay. But I don't. Conversely, I don't have to go to AMC, so that's that like is true. There. Wow. Um. Anyway, no, I like your, I like that AMC. I can't argue with you at all on that. Yeah. Um, I just anyway. don't like it geographically. Yeah, no, I understand. Um, I so I went to go see it in the evening. So there were some people there that were pretty excited for Aquaman, I guess. Um, I guess my my oh, you know what? I I do want to say this: the trailers were interesting. I feel like they didn't match what movie I was seeing. I got a lot I, of kids trailers. I got I got a kids trailers too, but okay, I got a trailer for back to back. I feel like whoever cut the trailers together at the theater was trolling. I got a trailer for Blumhouse's Imaginary. Oh, and then right after that was the trailer for that John Krasinski imaginary friend movie, uh, like ifs. Oh, but yeah, it's like this is funny to put these back to back because they're both movies about imaginary friends, but tonally extremely different. Um, that is funny. Yeah, so someone I someone the knew what they were doing. I just got like that bird movie. I got my yeah migration migration and um, Inside Out two. Like I got a bunch of kids, I didn't get that one. Trailers. That's weird. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, Which I think match it a little bit better than the one, the horror they, ones. They do. They do. Despite they it being do. James Bond. <laughs> and look, I've I have said and will continue to say that I like James Wan a lot. I think Same. I res- I respect him as a director. I respect that he did not let himself get pigeonholed into only making Saw. Um, which is really cool. He made a lot of different types of horror movies early on, and he's branched out and has made some really cool movies. And I like James Wan. But and he gave us Conjuring and Insidious, like two of the most successful new horror franchises, you know. Yeah. So and Saw. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, that's what he started on. Like, he's done a, and has and revitalized Fast and the Furious, right? Like, yep. Like James Wan. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Anyway, moving on. Um, Yellow. Also, he gave us Aquaman too. Um, but anyway, I don't blame James Wan for this. I don't think any of this is James Wan's fault. Interesting. 
I don't. I think a lot of this is, well, maybe some of it is, but I think a lot of it is going to be um, studio stuff and mismanagement. And the, there seems like there was a lot of reshoots in this too. But anyway, we can get to that, I suppose. Um, let's talk about the plot. Uh, Dylan, you want to take us through what the story is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, go ahead. What the, do we got? We got, plot. you know, you got um, Aquaman and uh, Orn, uh, Orm. Orm, whatever. So Aquaman has settled into a, like, a nuclear family life, except for he's raising a baby with his father, which is what it seems like because they've cut out Mara. All of Amber Heard scenes from the first act she of the movie. She is barely in this movie. It's so weird. Like it just, it just reeks of like reshoots. Because like every conversation he had with his dad was like clearly meant to be. I think with Mara, you know, and right, just, right. Like it just does read like he's raising a kid with his father to me. It and does. There's, there's this woman there for some reason who is sometimes in the background. It's just really oddly edited, and I, I guess they're doing the best with their circumstances, but. That's a weird choice. Well, when your movie is this bad, you're not going to pay that much for reshoots, you know? Yeah. You're not going to reshoot the whole movie to not have Amber Heard in it. I'm sure there was some back and forth because I think the cast and James Wan like her and we're I'm not sure. going to get into the whole thing, but like just just like looking at the movie itself, it felt weird, you know? Right, um, right. To do that. Um, I would have think, I think like creatively either committing to her as a full character or taking her out entirely would have been better. Yeah, um, I agree. But here we are. So that was weird. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it was. then I guess black Manta gets a hold of the black trident and <laughs> which is like, um, fast forwarding global warming. Um, and yeah. the, it's getting really hot on land. And then like, there's like climate problems in the ocean too. Uh, so Aquaman wants to tell the land people that Atlantis exists and they can work together to fight the new climate change. Um, but Atlanteans are like, no, we don't want that, or at least the council. Um, so he, that's where, where he's at odds. And then they're simultaneously trying to, um, take back the Black Trident from Black Manta, who wants to get revenge on Aquaman for, yeah. The for first killing movie. his father or yeah, something. Yeah. And leaving him for dead. Right. Uh yeah, that's it. Um boy, all right. Dylan, I don't think we need to, to to like beat by beat break this thing down. I think we can talk about performances. This is uh I think there's uh, only I think Yaya Abdul Mateen was the best in this movie. Or was the best one in this movie. To me, I mean, he wasn't given very much. I think he had table scraps with which to perform. Yeah, because he was possessed the whole movie, which kind of sucks, you know? Right. But I think he was good. I mean, yeah, uh -huh. I mean, you know, I don't want to call anything in this movie good, but I definitely don't think he did a bad job at all. I think he was charismatic on screen. I, I think Jason Momoa was a parody. Like, it was cartoonish how Jason Momoa how he was. You know what it I mean? It seemed like they gave him a lot of freedom. Yeah, yeah, it sure I did. I wouldn't have done. And man, these effects, Dylan, were so. Wait, wait, the performances. Oh, hold on, oh I'm, hold on. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, I go thought ahead. Randall Park was good too. I did. Oh yeah, Shane. yeah, oh yeah. I forgot. 
Randall, Par- Randall Park was like a nice reprieve from like garbage dialogue. I mean, he had garbage dialogue too, but that's not his fault. Oh um, yeah. But like, he was um, a nice reprieve from just like absolutely dull d- exposition scenes to be agreed. lighthearted exposition scenes. Yeah. That was his role was to deliver exposition, but like, I thought he did it as well as he could have. He was um, good. I, yeah. He was enjoyable. He was very the enjoyable. female characters weren't there. Uh, what female Nicole characters? Kid, Nicole Kidman and Amber Heard were like very sidelined. Like even at the end, before they go off to their final battle, it was like Nicole Kidman's like, "Bye, I have to see to clean up this house that's spreading death." Like, why does she stay? Right. It doesn't make any sense, you know. Like, but apparently, there was also a, a woman named uh, Johnny Zhao uh, who played Stingray. I don't even know who that is. Uh, that, but on she's the, go- the one. Google cast listing says that she's in the movie. She had my favorite line in the movie. I liked her. Oh. Um, I hated her, but I liked her. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, but like right before she blew up, she was like, you gotta be kidding me. And oh, then yeah. she like <laughs> was yep. engulfed in flames, which is an appropriate response to blowing up, I think. I, I, I agree. Um, so who was who and was then, your favorite? Oh, go ahead. Orm was my favorite. Patrick Wilson. I thought he was fine as well. He he I, I don't know. overdid everything. Um, I, hmm. I, I, I just maybe I just don't like Patrick Wilson. But like, if, I, I, I thought he was distractingly Patrick Wilson in the movie, like Jason. Momoa. I love Patrick Wilson, but I feel like he maybe was trying to keep up with Jason Momoa a little bit. Okay. Um, I think they're just a weird pairing that they don't have good chemistry. You know. He, yeah, he felt like the straight man who I don't know. I. I but I liked know. his transformation scene when he went from skinny to swole. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. Yeah. Um, do, do you have a favorite character? Who's your favorite? Because I have, I do have one. It's and it's Brian Wait. King. Wait, who's Brian King? I was gonna guess. No, yours. no, Brian King, the big, the guy who keep the 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 the, the shrimp man, the, the shrimp guy or whatever the the. Oh, the guy with the claws. The with the claws who keeps getting his yeah. his hand cut off. That's not who I was gonna guess for you. My bad. Was it Topo? Was that the other one? No, mine was. was uh, I was gonna guess for you, uh, Kingfish, the Job of the Hut guy. Oh, Kingfish is hilarious. I mean, in the worst way. In the worst way. Yeah, like, that was weird. I mean, Martin Short's were, character. Were we? Were is that what we were doing? Was that like? Is that a, oh. was that an, was that an homage or was that? Oh, that whole sequence was literally Star Wars. Well, it was well, crazy. No, 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 I understand that. But like, was I supposed to go? Oh, what a nice reference to Star Wars. Or was it just like? A ripoff. They won't know it's Star Wars. It's hard to tell because it was done so badly. And I yes. have a question about that for the end of the movie as well, like a similar question. But okay, no, my 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 favorite two characters are Brian King, um, who's by played by voiced by John Reese Davies. He was great. He was campy and tremendous. And the other camp character who I loved was Topo the octopus. He okay. was he was trolling Jason Momoa, and that was yeah. it. Yeah. That that's that's what I liked. Um, he was cool. No, he wasn't. But like, I, I, he's the only things that I laughed at in Randall Park. Um, other than wanting to laugh at just some of the absurd dialogue and ridiculous effects, the CG yeah. in this movie. Dylan, I know. I feel like a broken record that we keep saying, "What is with this modern CG?" But like, boy, howdy, this looks bad. Like. It, the first big CG effect in the movie that we're seeing is like uh, Patrick Wilson or somebody is like chained up with like the he's got like the chain yeah. on his neck. He's standing. I'm like, this looks like this looks so bad. This looks like a PlayStation 3 game. Yeah, it, I'm not really sure 
they had so much time. Like, yeah. maybe they were just like, "You put your pencils down." Maybe that's yeah. what happened. We're not paying anymore. Uh, yeah, ugh, a lot know. of the a lot of the moving hair looked really bad, and then they did like the, the underwater hair, I should say. And, yeah. Um, I hated the um underwater voice modulation that they would do sometimes. Like they would put like a voice filter on to make it sound like I didn't they even were, notice. Like they were talking underwater or whatever. And oh, like, okay. It would do it sometimes, and it made no sense. Like, why are they warbly now and not warbly over? Like, it, I hated it. Didn't even notice that. That's that's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have any favorite action set pieces? <laughs> um, no. I do want to like. I have to like put a disclaimer out. I fell asleep for I think three minutes. Don't, I al- only I almost fell asleep, and I never I do as- that. I fell asleep when they were like on that island, like heading towards the volcano or whatever, um, like with the big animals around. Yeah. Uh-huh. I fell asleep. I will admit. And then I woke up and I didn't know how long I had been asleep and they were like fighting in the volcano. Mm-hmm. And I like leaned over and asked my friend, I was like, is this the final fight? And they're like, no. And I was like, D-. I was like so upset. I was like, I this, wish it was. <laughs> well, I w- you wish you had slept longer. Yeah, unfortunately. But wow. um, I think my favorite was. And I'm just showing my Nicole Kidman bias, but Nicole Kidman on that water bike was pretty cool. Because <laughs> yeah. she was entirely CGI. I was going to say, like, even... there wasn't even a body double. That was just a computer character. Yeah, it was just a Polar Express Nicole Kidman. But um, it was I just love like, that that's, that's, that's what we're doing now. It's just the most entertaining to look at, I thought. Because I, yeah. I wasn't really like thrilled with any of that. I guess the Trident fight at the very end was like well choreographed. That was kind of cool. But then the very final moment, how he defeats the boss, who we haven't even mentioned. His name is Cordax because he's so inconsequential. Um, he oh, just, yeah, like, I forgot the about Trident Cordax. Him, and then that's it. And I'm like, oh, no more fight. Well, th- that was the lamest thing. It's like, why are we not fighting Black Manta? Like, as the fi- why is that not the final boss? Because he's possessed. Uh-huh. And then he chose to die at the end. I hate it. I don't know. Um, yeah, there's like some secret hidden boss. And whatever <laughs> and every every action scene ends with mara showing up out of nowhere and saving aquaman right as if probably she was meant to be in more of the scene but which no. probably was a bigger deal if she existed in the movie uh but she does not um dolph lundgren as aquaman's dad was incredible like incredibly bad like it's remarkable like he's so bad and distracting i think a lot of the people are really wait bad isn't and- he mara's dad or whatever, yeah, 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 yeah. He's the the the. Tamora fr- Morrison is Aquaman's dad. Right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Not not him. He was fine. Not Boba Fett. Not Boba Fett. Uh, the other guy, Mara's dad. Um. Yeah. If that if he is, I might be wrong about that. <laughs> whatever. The King of Atlantis. Uh. Nicole hit Nicole Kidman's husband. Also, his armor looked like he was a Warhammer Space Marine, and I don't know why that happened. Look like an ultramarine. It's like this is, I, I man, I don't I I'm really struggling because I don't have anything good to say about this movie. Do you feel like it was weird that they made? Maybe it's just me, but like you weren't supposed to meant to think about it. But is it weird that they made no effort? Because they keep talking about how how much Arthur doesn't want to be king, mm-hmm. but like so they have made more of an effort to explain why Mara wasn't queen or Atlanta like his mom like Nicole Kidman wasn't queen. Like does it have to Absolutely. be absolutely. Absolutely, we should have been told that. 
Because I don't know. Because they both seem way more competent to me to like rule. Right. Like, just like, wherever. And then he goes back to land, you know? Amber heard problems aside. I mean, she was saving him all the time. Like, and why would, I mean, Nicole Kidman knew what she was doing. And she's from there. It seems like she's more like politically, I don't know. It just makes sense. Not this guy that lives on the land drinking Guinness. Do you think, do you think uh, they had a Guinness, Guinness deal, Dylan? When they were holding it like that, yes. Oh my god, it was like Wayne's World. It was the 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 product placement for Guinness was just out of pocket. Um, so I have (sighs) a I have a funny thing. When I left the movie, um, they had the two little guys with the tablets outside asking if I wanted to to take a survey about the movie that I just saw. But I was so ready to leave, I didn't do it. I was not interested. But they asked the guys behind me, and the guys behind me were like, "Man, hell no, get out of here! Movie was terrible." That's oh mean. my god! I know. It's like, man, don't yell at those guys. They don't. They don't do anything about he it. He didn't make it. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't make it. But it was pretty funny because they were just like dumping on the movie um, to these tablet guys. I kind of wanted to just to say, can y'all not? Not that yeah. my voice wouldn't matter. My voice didn't do anything on on those tablets. But um, can, we, can we talk about the the final scene? Yes. Okay, you were talking about the homage thing. Was the I am Aquaman thing at the press conference meant to be an homage to Iron Man. Iron Man. Yes, absolutely. Iron Man is that what that was? Or... I mean, it has to be, right? Like, oh, okay. But again, is it homage? I mean, it was definitely that scene, right? It was definitely that. But was it, this is our nice homage to a Marvel movie for some reason? Or was it, we're just going to rip it off? I think it's, we're just going to rip it like... off. I feel like, okay, so I don't think they could have unwillingly done that. Because like. How could you possibly? This is a big moment in like cinema. I feel like so like they had to have known about it, but I don't know. It's such a weird. I know they don't know this is a final DC movie, but right. like such a crazy way to end um, the DC universe by doing a Marvel homage. You know, like yeah. Although that's not the end. There wasn't after credit scene, but that's I, such yeah. A so I left. Wild... So I was I was so ready to leave. I did not uh, care to stick around for the after credits. What was it? Um. So it's not exactly like setting up anything. How could it? Surprise, surprise. But it is Orm at a restaurant. Um, eating shawarma? He's eating something. He's eating uh, a burger. Like talking about the movie, how he needs a burger so bad. Yeah. Um. So he's eating a burger and then a cockroach crawls across the table. And then he picks up the cockroach and puts it in the burger and then eats the burger with like the roach chopping on it. And that's the that's the after credit scene. <laughs> it was a swarma moment a little bit in a way. That is funny. Wow. Um, okay. So So they just repeated a joke that they already did earlier in the movie. Right, because that okay. I was gonna say that move that joke was already there. They wrapped it up, I thought. Yeah. I don't know if we needed to revisit it. Huh. So I'll tell you, how did you, well, before without spoiling your rating yet, Dylan, how did you come to it? Because i tell you how I came to mine, and I still don't even know if I agree with my initial rating. Because when I walked out of the movie, I my initial thought was, I'm going to pull up my letterbox and see what I gave to, gave Bloodshot. I do. I, like, I, I compare it, yeah. And Bloodshot was my, was my basis. And... I was initially going to give it the same score as Bloodshot. And then I saw what I gave Bloodshot. I was like, man, I don't know if I can do that. That's really bad. Uh, Did you give Bloodshot like a half or a one or something? I I gave Bloodshot a one. Yeah. And I mean, 
I don't know where the I need maybe I need to start defining like where the bar is for just like acceptable like the film at least works because Aquaman two works like I could you can watch it it tells a complete like you can follow it I guess yeah. it's just bad it's coherent it yeah. is coherent like when, when does coherency you know like what is the coherency line and I think it's I think it's what I my what I'm at right now I think that's the coherency line um yeah. anyway uh, are we ready to review it or do we have anything or to to rate it or do you have anything else you want to add to it no All right, so we rate based on letterboxed <laughs> um we give it uh 0.5 to 5 on the on the high end 0.5 being the low end um i gave bloodshot a 1 and i saw that i was like i don't think i can do this i'm get, so i gave it a one and a half so one and a half is my official line of well it was coherent That's that's my line. I can't. I I will never watch this movie again. Although I do kind of want to watch Bloodshot again to see if it's, you know, because Bloodshot's also tainted as the last movie we saw in theaters before COVID. Yeah. Um. I also gave it a one and a half, uh, mainly because like, even with things that are just coherent, like I feel like the biggest sin for a movie like this is being boring, and I thought it was really boring. So. That's why it fell that low for me. I compared it to other movies. I gave similar scores and it felt the same. I think it's probably like there's it's a bigger blow because of it being the final DC movie and being a James Wan movie. And right. you know, it, had, it had stuff going for it. But because um, we I, I think I kind of liked Aquaman one. Like, I mean, I didn't love I think it. I gave it a three or something like um, a mid, sounds, some kind of mid. mid that's mid acceptable. Score. Yeah. I don't know what I gave it. Uh, I don't have it. I don't have it rated on Letterboxd, but I'm sure we have a spreadsheet somewhere with the old scores on it. But yeah, I'll say if you love Aquaman, you'll probably enjoy this. Um, yeah, that's what I've heard from some people. But if you're kind of mad on Aquaman like us, then you might like this less. What What is the Rotten Tomatoes at? Thirty six. Yikes. The average um, IMDb. Is, I'm sorry. Uh, Letterbox is two point four. Okay. An average letterbox for uh, Bloodshot is 2.2. So there's that. A little better than Bloodshot. (laughs) Slightly. But anyway, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Bye, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.